the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed in the following program may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Keep on trying till Life in Colorado. Hello and welcome to Life in Colorado. This week, we are going to focus on a program that is trying to clean our air. Now, I know that's a little bit of a challenge because we love our vehicles. We love our SUVs. We love our Jeeps around these parts. But, of course, there are health-related concerns. So we have with us today uh, Mark Ziegler. He is actually the director of Clean the Air Foundation. We're going to be talking about their vehicle donation programs and, and also a scholarship program that is incredibly fascinating. Um, hi, Mark. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, let's go ahead and get it kicked off with the basics. Um, why was the Clean the Air Foundation created? So back in 2007, then-Governor Bill Ritter was exploring the option of bringing CalLEV standards to the state. So that's the California Low Emission Vehicle Standards. And historically, they've been stricter than the federal standards that have been on the books for quite some time. And CADA stance, that's the Colorado Automobile Dealers Association, was that one of the main causes of air pollution in our state, especially along the Front Range, stemmed from all of the older, improperly maintained vehicles that were on the road. So Clear the Air Foundation was formed as a vehicle to accept these older, high-polluting cars as donations. And the difference is that our pledge is to permanently remove these vehicles from Colorado's roads so they never pollute our air again. And we do that by working with recyclers who understand that they can part these vehicles out, but the engine block has to be destroyed. And once again, that's so they never pollute our air again. And the money that the foundation receives from the scrap metal value of these vehicles is used to fund scholarships for auto tech students, uh, preferably those who are or want to work for one of our new car dealers. Hmm. Now, so are, are you trying to, I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound paranoid, but are you trying to take away our SUVs? Uh, no, that's that's not the, the intent whatsoever. What I'm trying to do is get these older, high-polluting cars off the road, and these are vehicles that are 20, 30, 40 years old. Um, not the classics. Love the classics. <laughs> and typically, those older classic cars aren't driven that much. But just these are the older, high-emitting cars that we're trying to get off the road. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with the newer vehicles. The SUVs, pickup trucks, all of the vehicles across the board are much, much cleaner from an emission standpoint than vehicles you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. 
In fact, we say that a new car is 99% cleaner than a vehicle that's 30 years old. Okay. So so you're looking for the old Chevys, the 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 70 Cadillacs, the the bigger, larger, less if quote unquote less efficient vehicles. I, I would say that's accurate. Think about the push puller drag promotions, the the cash for clunkers program that we had in the past, um, those are the types of vehicles that we're really trying to focus on. You know, you see the ones when you pull up to a a red light and the light turns green and the vehicle accelerates and so much pollution comes out of the tailpipe that you're trying to hit the recirculate button on on your control on your dash so that doesn't come in your car. Those are the ones that we're really trying to target. Yeah, I have actually had that happen just yesterday. This huge cloud of smoke from this truck. It was, it was a beautiful older truck. It was just a beautiful older Chevy. but And I was admiring it until it, it sped off and just left this debris of, of cloud and, and dust on my brand new vehicle. It was not a good experience, but definitely a reality check. They stick out like a sore thumb, too, don't they? Mm-hmm, they do. They're, they're beautiful, and, and they're classic. They're a part of Americana, but... You know, they're, they're hurting the environment and definitely hurting us as individuals, too. How can a person go about donating, and why should they? Well, there are a couple of reasons, but I'm, I'm making this as simple as possible. If somebody has an older vehicle that they would like to donate, they can go to cleartheairfoundation.org and click on the Donors tab, and there are some fields that they can fill out. Basically, I'm looking for the year, make, model, VIN, where is the vehicle, some contact information. They can submit that. I'll receive that information, and I'll reach out to a recycler in their area. They'll send a tow truck to that location. They'll pick up that vehicle at no cost to the donor, take it back to their facility where they will either part it out and or recycle it completely, including that engine block that I talked about, and that's very important. That That is crushed every time. That will not be resold or put into another vehicle. Now, one of the benefits of this is that the donor could get a tax deduction because the Clear the Air Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit. So next year, they could get a, a write-off on their taxes. In addition, they're helping to clear the air because these vehicles will be recycled, never to pollute the air again. And finally, they help fund scholarships for auto tech students. Now, I'm glad you mentioned that. I read on your website that you awarded the first tool scholarship most recently. Sure. So I've been going out to the technical schools throughout the state to introduce myself and the foundation and to let them know that we have scholarship funds available for auto tech students. And one of the things that I quickly realized was that some of the students need help with tuition, but most of the students need help buying tools. So by the time somebody becomes a master certified auto technician, they could have somewhere between forty and $60,000 worth of tools. And employees are required to have their own tools at at the shops, at the dealerships, by the way. I don't know that everybody realizes. So I got in touch with 
two tool companies, Snap-on Tools and Matco Tools, and they both have student discount programs. So if a student is in a, a technical school and they're full-time, they can sign up for an account with Matco Tools or Snap-on Tools to receive discounts up to 50% off. And I quickly realized that my uh, my standard scholarship of up to $2,500 could essentially be doubled. Hmm. So if I'm able to award a $2,500 tool scholarship to a qualifying student, they could in turn purchase up to $5,000 worth of tools, which would give them a, a significant start on building up their, their tool supply. Definitely, and a great leg up, especially considering how now our, our our students are a little more geared toward college when when not every student is a college student do you know what i mean i, I mean my, specifically my brother he spent no time in college and now he makes three times what i do <laughs> and he doesn't have the student loans <laughs> so i mean there's just this emphasis on on votech that it seems like you're nurturing absolutely i not to digress but i'm a big fan of micro works and Mike Rowe, if, if you recall, had a, a show on TV called Dirty Jobs, mm. where he would he would go to these different companies and he would put on the uniform and basically take over the dirtiest job that they had. And it was it was entertaining to watch. But one of the things that he learned over the course of putting on that show for years was that nearly every place he went had a really difficult time finding workers. And so he started a foundation, not to plug somebody else's foundation over mine, but he started a foundation called MicroWorks, where he's looking for people who just aren't a fit for a four-year college for whatever reason. Not everybody wants a desk job. And that inspires me to get out into the community and talk to students who are in high school, or who are in technical school to let them know about the opportunities available at our new car dealerships. Because something that I don't think a lot of people realize is that a master certified auto technician can make sixty to eighty thousand dollars and up per year. They can have a thirty year career with a dealership. If they're interested in making a job change, they could walk into another organization virtually anywhere in the country and probably get hired on the spot. We have over 250 new car dealers throughout the state of Colorado and well over a thousand job openings right now for qualified automotive technicians. It's a huge number and I'm working hard to try and help them find good people. So they have job stability and job security in the automotive fields. They can make a good living. You did actually mention this a couple of times, the Colorado Automobile Dealer Association. Now, I, I guess in my head, because I think of dealer association, I'm thinking of them as being the pollutants. But it sounds like they're, they're stepping up and helping out a bit as, as far as funds and resources. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, one, of the, one of the reasons the Clear the Air Foundation was formed, once again, was because of uh, the possibility of bringing CalLev standards to the state. And CADA's stance is that the federal standards are sufficient 
when you bring another state standards into the fray, that, that adds a level of complexity that I don't think our legislators are are thinking through. For example, if we were to bring CalLev standards into the state of Colorado, that would severely limit a dealer's ability to conduct dealer trades, which if you're a consumer and you go to a dealership and you want a specific vehicle that that dealer does not have an in inventory, um, they go to a database and look for that particular vehicle. Hmm. Well, if we adopt these CalLev standards, that takes many of the states out of the equation. We would have to work with one of, I think, 12 or 13 states who have adopted these standards. Those are the only states we, um, our dealer members would be able to conduct a dealer trade with. In the long run, we feel as though that would hurt consumers and would raise the prices of vehicles, new and used. Okay. Now, this sounds actually like a lot of hard work. (laughs) (laughs) And what are some of the challenges that you've been working through? I know that for the most part, we all do want clean air, but maybe some of us, myself, for example, aren't willing to make those sacrifices. So so what are the some of the highlights, maybe as far as awareness or changing people's minds, such as mine? <laughs> uh, what's been going on as far as on the highlight front? Well, in August, we surpassed a grand total of 3,500 vehicles, which we have permanently removed from our roads, never to pollute again. Um, that was That was quite a milestone for us. And, you know, we're looking to get at least 600 vehicles a year off the road. I would like to see 1,000 at some point in the near future. And it's really just a matter of getting the word out and and letting people know that if they go to cleartheairfoundation.org, they can easily donate a vehicle. And the more people that know about this, the more vehicles will get off the roads. But I don't like the idea of giving up my large vehicle, especially not here in Colorado with the mountains and things of that nature. What are some of the challenges with getting hard-headed people like me (laughs) back in line? (laughs) Well, and once again, the newer vehicles are so much cleaner than, than the older vehicles. A newer pickup truck, a newer SUV is still remarkably cleaner from a tailpipe emission standpoint than, than vehicles that are 20 or 30 years old. And, and I know what you're saying. I have a, a Toyota 4Runner that I take up to the mountains a couple of times a month, whether it's to go camping in the summer or skiing in the winter. And, you know, if, if you've ever gone camping up in the mountains, you know you need a lot of gear. And, and that's another reason that we're having issues with this CalLev initiative, because California has a much different vehicle mix than Colorado. I think that California is around 50 55% uh, passenger cars. Colorado has gone up to about 78% light truck and SUV sales. That's first quarter of 2018. So... That's, that's what the consumers want, and our dealer members want to sell the vehicles that the consumers want to buy. I mean, right now, we have dealers throughout the state in rural areas primarily who have had hybrid vehicles and electric vehicles for sale, but they've had to do dealer trades to get rid of them. They've mm. just sat on their lot. It's a little bit different on the front range, but part of the challenge in the state is that 
you know, there's a lot of land mass, and you have certain issues on the front range, but that doesn't mean that we need to dictate to the dealers in the rural areas what types of vehicles they have to sell. It's what the consumer wants to buy is what's going to, uh, to generate those sales. Okay. You're a successful sales pro. You're making good money. So what's missing? Do you need something bigger than commissions? Salem Media Group in Denver is seeking an integrated marketing consultant who shares our sense of mission and wants to grow with a great company. We need an experienced, uncompromising self-starter who understands selling, marketing, and ad strategies for digital and broadcast. Join our team and fuel that fire in your belly as you work with existing clients and develop new business in the Denver Metro. Go to SalemMedia.com slash careers for more. Now, do you have any any events or, or major pushes coming up? Well, we're headed to Washington, D.C. this weekend to meet with our legislators and to talk to them about the not only the new car industry but the Clear the Air Foundation and what we're doing to help clear the air. But we also host the Denver Auto Show every year. That's our... That's our main event of the year. Mm -hmm. And this uh, coming spring, we are going to have our second annual career fair. And this is going to be held on Friday, March 29th, and Saturday, March 30th. And we're going to have technical schools, we're going to have employers, and we're going to have um, tool manufacturers represented at the career fair. And it's really a great opportunity for somebody who's, you know, already in school to become an automotive tech or somebody who's maybe thinking about it to actually talk to employers about job opportunities and, you know, what kind of careers are available, uh, especially with a, within a new car dealership. And, and actually, there's something that's it's a little bit technical, but it, it just sparked my curiosity. Could you tell me about how the vehicles are, are parted up and, and and recycled. I saw a little bit of it on a, a YouTube video, but I was hoping you could explain it to our listeners. Yeah, well, I have a video on the homepage of ClearTheAirFoundation.org, which um, goes into some detail about that. But I work with recyclers throughout the state, and they'll pick up a vehicle, and they can park them out. If somebody needs a, a door panel or a fender or a hood, for a certain year, make, and model, this is a great way for them to, to get a part at a fraction of the cost of a replacement OEM. And this is an OEM original. So those parts are taken off. They have alternators that can be removed, um, other electrical components that can be removed. And when, when all those parts are taken, then they have different processes where they'll they can crush the car. They can shred cars with these huge machines into smaller particles, and they can run them down a conveyor belt, and a magnet can pull out steel, for example. They can separate copper. They can separate brass. And then all those metals are separated out, and they can be reused again to make a new car or to make something else. And, and I, think, uh, I think about 85% of a vehicle can be recycled. All of the fluids are drained before this happens. Anything that's toxic is, is removed and recycled. And uh, they have to adhere to all kinds of guidelines at each of these facilities. 
Um, I even work with a recycler who has the ability to take in hybrid and all-electric vehicles. Hmm. If you think about a Toyota Prius that's been on the road for for quite a while now, the battery packs fail, and the consumer finds out that it's going to cost more to replace the battery pack than the vehicle's worth. I can take that vehicle off their hands as well and take it to a recycler who is certified to remove and recycle those battery packs. And then the body of that vehicle can then be shredded and recycled as well, keeping everybody safe and keeping pollutants out of the air. Driving means freedom, exploration, fun, pride, flexibility, protection, friendship, independence. Distracted driving means danger, recklessness, irresponsible, chaos, police, devastation, injury, death. Safe driving means staying alert and staying alive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Is there anything about your organization that you wanted to share with our listeners who I bet you 50 cents have one of those cars in their driveway, <laughs> if not in their garage? Is, is there any, anything that you'd like to say specifically to them? Well, I, I think that this is really a, a wonderful public sector problem of air pollution with a, a private sector solution, and it's a win-win. Not only can you donate an older vehicle that we'll pick up for free and all you have to do is sign the title over to the foundation and Mm -hmm. mail it to me and everything else will be taken care of. But you have an added bonus in helping fill the ranks of auto techs throughout the state because when you get rid of an older car, you might need to buy a newer car. And when your newer car needs to be serviced and you take it to a dealership, if they're short on auto techs, there could be a, a waiting period. So the more techs we can get into the field, the shorter those waiting periods are going to be. But it's really a win-win scenario. You get the older cars off the road, thereby helping to clean Colorado's air, and you really help people advance their career options. Lovely. So continuing to give back while you're continuing to give back. Everybody wins. There we go. And we have been speaking with Mark Ziegler. He is the director of Clean the Air Foundation. We appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with us, and hopefully we'll be able to get you some more vehicles. I would love that. Thank you for your help. All right. Thank you so much. Mustang Sally.
does it for our show this week. Thank you so much to Mark Ziegler for coming down to speak with us about Clean the Air Foundation. Next week, we're going to start something pretty exciting. It's going to be an author's series all throughout the month of October. We're going to feature local authors who are talking about life in Colorado. That's going to kick off next week with, uh, I believe it's S.K. Sterling we're starting out with next week. And also, we're going to preview something that's a little bit scary to me. We are going to feature an email address where you'll be able to actually contact myself and Richard directly to let us know what you think of the show or or if you have show ideas or, or any kind of possible feedback. We definitely would love to hear from you. We're going to debut that next week. So be sure to come back. Uh, Richard Robertson is our show producer. I'm Maria Oliver, and this is Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.